Welcome to the No Code MBA Show. In this episode, I talk with Anita Kurkowska, who's the founder of VoicePen.ai, which is an AI tool that allows you to turn videos into blog posts. She's also the founder of ThePrompt.io, which is an AI newsletter. This is a great episode where you're going to learn about how to build an AI app product. You're going to learn about different AI trends that you could build your next product around. We also talk about the definition of success as an entrepreneur and what that looks like for each of us. If you want to build your own AI applications but don't know how to code, check out No Code MBA's Building Apps with AI course, where I walk you step-by-step through how to build AI text and image generation apps using Bubble and OpenAI and other no-code and AI tools and APIs. It's perfect for beginners, so even if you've never built a website or app before, check it out and build your first AI app today. Now let's get into this episode with Anita. Today we're here with Anita Kurkowska, who is the founder of VoicePen, uh, founder of The Prompt, which is an AI newsletter, and has been building in Bubble and AI for a while now. And I'm really excited to connect with Anita because I've seen her post on Twitter over the years, and it's been really cool to kind of learn from all the things that, that you've been posting and sharing and Anita and seeing all the things that, that you've been building and multiple products throughout the years. Yeah, likewise, likewise. Yeah. I love seeing your posts on Twitter as well. Uh, and thank you for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Of course. So uh, so in this podcast, I will talk a little bit about your the products that you've built, um, mm-hmm. AI specifically, because that's something that you've been building in and a lot of people are really interested in right now. And mm-hmm. um and then also maybe some other things like how you uh, are, you know, working remotely and traveling and networking um, while while doing that, and wherever else the conversation takes us as well. So amazing! Um, Let's do it. To to start, what's your background? How did you get into you know what you're doing right now, building in bubble and kind of uh, the the career path that you're on? Yeah, I'm gonna try to make this short, but honestly, yeah. it's like a lot of things that I've tried and I've done. Um, but so. In school, I actually studied computer science. So my undergrad, my master's, they were both in computer science. And specifically, my master's was in computer science, but with a specialization towards data science. So I learned about AI. I was building ML models. This was 2020. Um, but my work experience has always been on the growth side of things. In, in marketing, Like I was the person who was basically doing the marketing and the growth but was also able to build things, right? Like if it, like for a marketer, that would be like a landing page, you know, like campaigns, um, maybe some events in the product. So all those things, it's like a technical marketer. And I loved building products as well. So basically I was working with different startups, never in a, a corporate job because I just hate that. I love to build. I love like the first phases of growing the startup and stuff like that. And I always kind of seen myself doing that on my own as well until I finally did it. And this was after my, so I worked with this startup. We were building this no code for data analytics. Um, And I was on the startup side of things, like building this no code platform. But then we ended up selling that platform to Zapier in 2020. And then at that point, I was kind of on the fence of whether I should join Zapier with the team or start something on my own. And that's when I started to work on my first product, you know, like a separate, like a side product building with bubble and stuff like that. I was doing some no code on the side as well. And I was like, okay, no code is here. Like I can rely on this skill. Let's start a startup and, you know, like invest some time in that. If nothing, you know, succeeds, you can always go back and get a job again. So that was my, my thought process at that point. And then uh, one thing led to another. Uh, so Marina, she's my co-founder and I, we started a company and then we built one product, which we recently sold and then another product. And you know how easy it is with no code to build this product. So we're kind of pivoting, trying to find what works for us. We were doing some plant work as well, because, you know, like we, we must bring some money in. Um, and then we ended up with VoicePen, which is basically um, a product that, you know, like does some AI stuff. We can talk more about that, but 
we ended up building that and that's like our core product right now we still do client work but we built a lot of things with no code and ai and uh, honestly with no code it's like it was waiting to happen like marina and i would both really want to build and like being like a small team of a micro startup to be able to build and test these products and then double down on those that work. Like it's something that it's a win-win for me, honestly. Yeah, it's it's amazing what's possible just with two people, or even one person to to build with, right? with no code and, and bubble. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And AI right now. Like it's right. it's just crazy what you can achieve. Right. A hundred percent. And so it sounds like you you're working for a company that was sold to Zapier and mm -hmm. that kind of gave you that decision point of, okay, okay, do mm -hmm. I continue working for a company or do I, you know, now go in and start my own thing for with yeah. Bubble, when did you, was that just something that you started playing with around that time and you saw, oh, this is something that I, that I actually can build products with? So honestly, like, I think that I got introduced to the no code space in like, 2017 or something but it was it wasn't really no code it was our we were trying to build a no code product using at that time it was flutter so now we have flutter web or was it like the flutter no code flow, platform like... flutter flow yes yeah so at that point we were building with flutter which was again easier than um you know like just you know coding in i don't know any other programming language because this was like a framework you would build components it was reiterative as well as no yeah. code is but you know you need to code more so we were building a product it was like i was still in school it was like my summer break and we we're like okay let's build something and it actually it was this it was called amstore and it was like a no code platform where you can create a web stories that basically look like instagram stories but for mm -hmm. the web mm. And this is like native tech to Google. They were pushing this um, these web stories on on mobile and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember never... that. Yeah, you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I think like yeah. we, we know each other from that time. Yeah, but yeah. the tech never took off. It was like um, I don't know, people weren't picking it up, and I think like even Google right now they're not utilizing it more. So what we tried to do is like to build this. You need to code. We were building the tool for you to allow, you know, to build these web stories yeah. without coding, stuff like that. Is that like um, on Google search, it's, it shows up with like the web stories some, sometimes or it- Yeah, it's not. like you you would swipe it instead of scroll to read, you would swipe it like you would do on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I Okay. I And I, I definitely remember using that uh, on Google for sure. Yeah. 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 So, so it's more visual, more immersive, but mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's not like, it didn't become like a big product from Google. Right. So that we could align the product with it. And every other competitor that we had at that time, like they switched the product right now, like they're doing something else. Yeah. So yeah, what to answer your question, like I got introduced to no code at that point because like we were building something, but then I started using uh Webflow around that point. So, you know, like Webflow was the go-to tool for me. Like I'm a power user, I would build like many, many things there. And then before I quit my job and started my own startup, like probably like five or six months before that, I started to do some stuff with Bubble. Marina on the other end started to do like a, a more, you know, like Bubble work, like as a side job yeah. while she was working even before me. And she kind of introduced me to Bubble. She's like, okay, I know that you can build awesome stuff with Webflow, but you know, like Bubble, you can actually build this web apps. Like right. functional web apps that you currently can do with Webflow. And then the idea that we had the first product, which was Bio, like I couldn't build that uh, with Webflow. Yeah. I wasn't coding for a while at that point. I was like, I can't build it with code. So let's try and figure out how we can build it with Bubble. So it was, yeah. as I said, like it was in the making. Like I knew that I wanted to build with no code. It's just like, yeah. I always had that full-time job. Okay, I need to focus here. And now I had all the time in the world to just, you know, dive in and build with no code. Mm -hmm. for, for me, I also started with Webflow before Bubble and was building uh -huh. some more basic web apps using member stack and, and kind of mm -hmm. get, get boosts, which I have tutorials on no code MBA still. And I think for some use cases that could be the right 
I know, agree. no code tools to use over over yeah. Bubble. But then uh, for, for me, I was kind of waiting for Bubble to release their responsive designer to help it make it easier to design because I could design really well in Webflow. And when I tried to use Bubble, yeah. I got frustrated because I, it like I wasn't know. the same way of thinking. I was the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, I was the same. Yeah. yeah, I totally, I totally get you. I feel like when they released the responsive engine, like that was when things changed for Bubble, for sure. I, I totally, totally agree. So yeah, so so that that's cool. So you started Webflow, went went to Bubble, and yeah, what was the first? I remember that first product. Um, it was like a Lincoln Bio type. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. App, right? It's like every every other tool in the world, Lincoln Bio. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And what happened with that? How was building that and, and getting um, and everything like that? It's an interesting story. And we have so many products that we've built. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like that's the trap with no code. Like it, it gives you the power to build, but then you get hooked and you're like, okay, I have another idea. I just want to build. I have another idea. Right. I just want to build. So it's like a trap that you find yourself. It's very hard to control. Um. But yeah, bio was this like link in bio tool. Honestly, we built it for the metaverse at that point. We were like, we weren't really involved with it. It was more like a trendy thing. Let's right. build it. Let's see how it goes. We, we, we got like a few like NFTs and stuff like that. And we were like, what if you can build like a link in bio that lives on the blockchain that can link your NFTs and everything that you own? Because at mm -hmm. that point, like there were some challenges with privacy with credibility, with players in the metaverse, scam, stuff like that. So if you could verify that someone is, you know, legit, if they're yeah. shipping this NFT, I don't know if you were following that space at that point, but. I was for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You, you were. Yeah. So there yeah. was, you know, like you remember like a lot of scams, even yeah. now, like yeah. it's still happening. And so like to verify creators, to verify makers, like this is, it lives on the blockchain and cannot be deleted. So that's how we started, but then we found out that, okay, well, this is not a great founder market fit for us. Like we do follow the space, but we're not like really passionate about it or it doesn't connect with our skills or what we want to do. Like with AI right now, it's still trendy, but we love it. Like right. basically it connects with everything that we want to do. Right. And it's always nice to follow the trends, right? Like everyone should build things to follow the trends. That's number one advice that I, that I give to people, like just build it. Like with no code, you can build it. You can ship it on Twitter, validate it, see if there is a use case, double down on it. If it's not, you know, scrape it, sell it on micro acquire for easy money. Someone else wants to build it. If they have a better founder market fit, you know, let's go. Yeah. Right? That's, that's interesting. So you're saying follow the trend. Uh, what's the reasoning behind, behind that? It's like, you know, like if you have the time and if you have the means, um, you know, why not just build things that are trendy at the moment, right? Like uh, there's so many people that are making like huge amount of money right now because they follow the trend. It's like the tech is out there specifically with AI. Like the tech is out there, yeah. it's available to everyone, but the, the ones that basically get their hands on this tech first, they're gonna, you know, get the, the, the most of the market at least for the first period, right? Like maybe other bigger players are going to join or whatever, but if you're kind of, so it depends like what type of a founder or entrepreneur you want to be. For yeah. Marina and me, like we agree that we want to, to like, to have like a micro startup, to have yeah. a lot of products um, that, you know, that we can maintain it and, you know, support yeah. it and stuff like that. But we're more towards like self-serve products and stuff like that, like right. build the customer support um, to be automated and all of that. But like, if you have the means, like by means, I mean like no code, AI, virtual assistants, yeah. whatever, like you can build this like small products, ship them on the market and test if people are interested or not. Like the turnaround for no code, for example, VoicePen, this product that yeah. we're currently working on, we worked for two days to build yeah. that. And then yeah. the third day we shipped it and we got around 500 subscribers. We're like, okay, there is something here. So that's what I mean about the trendy things. Like, for example, for me, I tried to follow it that's happening with AI and I understand the tech. I've studied it in school. So when something is happening, I know when is the right time to double down on that. 
and that's what I mean. And so like sometimes you even have like short-lived products, but that's okay. You know, like try to, you know, optimize for the goals that you have. If it's not money, then, you know, do something else. But if you want to make a lot of money, you know, why not build a lot of things and then make money out of it? Yeah. And I, I think that with building into the trends, I think especially mm -hmm. as like an indie hacker or, you know, a, a mm -hmm. small team, one of the biggest challenges is distribution and, and marketing, right? So yes. you can yeah. build into something that people are already excited about. It's like pushing a boulder down a hill instead of trying to push it up a hill and get people yeah. to know what you, you're doing and, and exactly. try out what you're building. So I think to exactly. me, that, that's a huge, it may, what you're saying makes make sense um, if, if, you know, if, if that, because that's going to help solve one of the biggest challenges of just getting people to check out your product and, and try it out. Yeah, well, true. And it also, as I said, like the big question is what kind of a founder do you want to be? Like, do you want to build a company that it's going to raise like 10 millions the first round and then um, you're going to have like 100 people working with you? Or you just want to be like an entrepreneur that basically built things, sell them on the internet, makes a lot of money as a creator. I don't know which kind of bucket to choose for this kind of entrepreneur, but that's yeah. what Marina and I are. Like, we just want to build stuff and to be flexible with our time and we never want to manage a big team yeah yeah that relates to, hackers, I, I can relate maybe. a lot to that because i i feel very similar where i want to you know just build my own small businesses small products have some contractors right. and exactly. not have to worry maybe at some point in the future i'll change my mind maybe. But for, for now that yeah yeah exactly totally. exactly maybe you're going to change your mind maybe we're just not ready for it right now but it's totally fine so I don't know how, how it was for you, but we, we kind of, we projected, like even before we opened our startup, we projected what success will look like for us. And at the beginning, it was like totally opposite thing. It was what other people <laughs> felt success was or mm -hmm. what we thought that other people had and that that was supposed to be our success. Then basically asking ourselves like, am I going to be happy with, you know, 10 investors calling me every week to check mm. for results, you know, like, well, like we projected a totally different thing from what we wanted to, to be and enjoy and grow into. I don't know if that was the case for you, but it's not really well accepted, you know, to, you know, just build things and grow things and, you know. So, right. So at first it was more like the VC path, trying to get investors, building yeah. a big team. That was your, the, the success yeah. metric. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. I, I think that is for most people and myself included, when you first start, that is kind of the, what you think the success mm -hmm. should be like. And that's what all the, the media will share, like invest, you know, this company raised $20 million. That yes. seems like success. And I think that everyone, a lot of people over time get this realization that, oh, wait, this isn't actually success. And the more you listen to, to, founders who've done that path on podcasts or kind of learn more about what the alternatives are. And I think also yes. with tools like no code, no code, like actually like in the past, you actually would have to raise money because if you wanted to build a product, especially if you weren't technical, you would yes. have to, to, to raise money. But even if you yes. were technical, you probably would have to still hire a team of developers uh, to, to build out what you want to build out. So yeah. I think there's a lot of trends that are kind of allowing this type of entrepreneur that that uh, you you are of of you know the smaller team uh smaller yeah. product, just building multiple products and 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 uh not trying to raise money from investors. are we indie hackers like what's the name for for us well <laughs> <laughs> there I, I mean kind of indie hacker i i think kind uh, of indie hackers right i don't know maybe yeah. we need to come up with a new name for no code uh Andy hackers, I guess so. No code founders. Yeah. Hackers. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But it's so hard to explain to people who are like just, you know, in that VC path. It's like, why don't you just focus on one thing? Okay. But I'm focusing on that one thing. Like the intention is here and the goal is here. I right. just want to have the freedom to build different things and to experiment, like to have a bigger space to experiment, which I'm not going to be able to do with like a traditional business that I'm going to grow, uh, hundreds of people are going to work. Yeah. You know? When when someone asks you, what do you do for work? How do you respond? 
I don't know, dude. Like, honestly, I say that we do like no code work. Yeah. And we do, right? Like, and then they ask, like, what about no code? Like, if they're not familiar with no code, like, what do you mean by no code? You know, <laughs> like, it's still, it's the worst name that someone could have picked <laughs> for no right. code tools because you're like, so you're telling me that you're not doing code? You know, like, it's, it's right. totally kind of weird. And uh, people are kind of, you know, surprised by it. But honestly, nowadays, I, I'm seeing like a lot of folks, um, you know, being more familiar with the term. Specifically, mm. like uh, three months ago, I went to New York and every, every person, not every, but most of them that I talked with, they were like, okay, yes, I am kind of understand. And I feel like that's be becoming the norm because of AI, because with AI, mm. we also see like without coding, no coding included or assisted coding. And now people are, are start, starting to realize, okay, we're like, there's probably like another way of doing it. Right. And then like no code and AI, like both work perfectly well. So maybe like because of the trendiness of the AI, now a lot of folks are attracted to no code as well. I might be wrong, but that's how I felt. I, I think that's right because I've seen, I've seen more and more like people who are well-known and, and mm -hmm. tech or, or media kind of talking about how mm -hmm. AI is going to like kind of the same messaging that we've been mm -hmm. saying for, for years of no code is going yeah. to allow anyone to build an app or a website without, you know, without technical skills or without a, you know, a CS degree. And now people are saying that same message, but I think it's more widespread of AI is going to allow you to, to do that. And exactly. this might be a good, a good point to talk about. Oh, there's a lot of threads we could go on, on, maybe we'll come yeah. back to some of, uh, <laughs> and sorry, I can talk uh, a lot, but no, no. Yes. Um, so, so maybe we'll come back <laughs> a little bit to, to what you're saying, uh, but before, cause I, I want to, uh, there's there's some interesting threads about your your background, but in terms mm -hmm. of AI and and no code, um, what do you think the the future is going to look like? Because I I think that you know some people think it's going to be just you know you enter a prompt and it's going to spit out a fully functioning app. Mm -hmm. um, maybe mm -hmm. there's some combination of AI and no code. Are we going to even need no code in the future if if AI is able to yeah. do it all? So um, I'm, I have some, some, I'm building, forming my thoughts around this as well. So curious what you think. Yeah, honestly, I think that we can't even imagine what's going to happen in the future. Like if you ask me and yeah. I hate to think about the future, as I said, like, I want to think about, you know, what's happening now, what's trendy, what, what I think is going to pick up like in the next few months. But to answer your question, like very vaguely, I feel like, um, you know, and this like relates to what Sam said the other day when that hearing was, is that, you know, like we are very creative. Even when we automate everything that we did today, we're going to think about other creative things that we're going to do. So I feel yeah. like coding, um, you know, things that, that feel like, like manual tasks that are repetitive, like we're going to automate them and why not? Like, I don't want to work, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I don't know. I want to do stuff that, you know, like are creative that, yeah. you know, like, are a passion for me. Like, I don't want to do boring operational or manual stuff that are repetitive. And that's always been the case with no code, with AI. So yes, definitely. Why not yeah. automate all of that? Like what, let's just not think about that. Let like those things are going to be embedded in everything that we use or, or do. But like in regards to prompts, I don't think that, you know, prompt engineering is going to be a thing a few years from now. Mm. I feel like machines, they, they won't even need prompts to do things, right? Like, Right now, for example, if, if you were following the space, like from last year, middle of last year, like with stable diffusion, if you mention like an artist or a style, then the output is going to be totally different. Right now, what we're seeing is that, you know, like these models are becoming like more and more capable. They don't care about the lens ID that you put in the prompt, right? Like their techniques mm -hmm. other than that. And like those techniques as well that are currently present, they're going to be gone as well. So I feel like yeah. machines are going to understand how to use tools for us and stuff like that. And it's like, like on a grand scale of things, like more automated work, more creative work for us or not at all work. I don't know. I don't want to work. Right. So if the <laughs> machines can do the work for me, let's do it. I'm all for it, you know? Um, but yeah, in, in terms of what I actually want to answer to this question, it's like, let's look at 2022 
and let's look at 2023, the next months, like how did the tech develop and what can we expect that the next five months bring, right? Mm -hmm. And so if we start from November, there was like this AI uh, avatars phrase, right? Right, yep, yeah. So that happened, that was like a very trendy thing. Even right now, which is how many months? Six, seven, eight? But it's me, Six, yes. That, seven. Yeah. yeah, so um, like even right now, people are still building this AI avatars. And probably there is a market for that. I don't know, but it was most like a trendy thing. It didn't solve any problem, but it was a statement of the tech. Well, hello, I can create my headshot. I don't need yeah. to put on makeup and go on a photo shoot, right? So that was like the stable diffusion moment of things. Like we can create images that look like us or others or like that are very realistic. And then after that, we got like a few different things. Like there is a lot of like specific tech that is being developed, developed that it's still not trendy. Mm -hmm. stable diffusion as gpt4 for example now we have models that can use tools can use your apps can talk with those apps and can create yeah. something for you we have ai agents um, that can do autonomous things for you uh which i don't think anything in that area is going to develop that's my you know like hot hmm. take nice because yeah, yeah there's still i don't know the tech is not there and it's fun to think about it because they can still do things but mm -hmm. we can't control them. Uh, it's very hard to control the output, uh, the input yeah. as well, the structure, all of it. It's still not connected. Yeah. But what I think that it's going to be like very, very interesting in the next few months is um, I think I can number out three things. So one is people should definitely look into vector databases. Mm -hmm. Like that's the database for AIs. Yeah. For, um, for language models, for us being able to interact with any software that we know in natural language, right? Like that's something that every developer, no coder should look into. I'm, I'm actually building a course right now on embeddings, vector databases, Pinecone, uh, building there it. We also, there yeah, we go. So yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Yes, you're right on time. And like you mentioned Pinecone, but that's like very expensive. Like there are some other open source options Mm -hmm. Maybe a bit harder to implement, but you can get that tech for free as well. So right. that's one direction. The other direction is I feel like um, text to voice or or voice prompt to bigger voice output is going to become a thing like copy my voice, copy your voice. Like we're seeing that right now, but still the tech is not that available. Mm -hmm. And I feel mm -hmm. like it's going to be like what we're going to see this summer to be developed more and we're going to see like a lot more tools like we're seeing right now with semantic search right like chat with pdf chat with websites all of that yeah, but I feel like yeah. with voice it's going to be you know like copy my voice and do x and y customer support mm -hmm. i don't know which direction it's going to be but i feel like those two areas are where you know like people should look into um the third is probably not in the nearest future but there's something to be done with videos and it's currently being done, but it's like the early mid journey moments, like what Runway yeah. is doing with their video creations. I feel like we still need a few more months and maybe I'm going to be like completely mistaken and it's going to be like two weeks, which is the case right. usually with AI. Yeah. But, you know, like with video, I feel like it goes more into it. It's not just an image. So I feel like we're going to need a couple of like more months, maybe maybe to just see some things there but if you're building in the space like look at you know what embeddings and vector databases can do look at the current tech um or papers that still haven't released their code around voice and videos mm. and then make plans to optimize for those tech as soon as they become available like think two steps ahead yeah, that's that's great advice. And I you're I think you're totally on point about the voice tech, like vo all mm -hmm. that voice things like uh, copying a voice or or uh, I think yeah. text to voice, things like mm -hmm. that, uh, training models on, on your own voice. I, mm -hmm. I totally I think that we're going to we're probably going to, you know, in, in October, there's going to be a million apps that are doing that. Probably. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, so if you're I, building yeah. something right now, like don't build a better writer, right? Like yeah. we have enough of those tools. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And don't build, you know, like chat with website tool. Like yeah. we, maybe we don't have enough of those yet. Maybe there is a bigger market that should be, you know, one over, but you know, like writers, you know, writing tools or whatever, you know, you don't need those anymore. Like, yeah, think about it. Like in the future, what's going to happen? Yeah, totally. I remember back in January, I have another podcast with one of my friends where we talk about different tech and business ideas. And mm -hmm. we talked about how like, okay, embeddings is, this is starting to, to come up exactly. and okay. In yeah. About two months, there's going to be, you know, 10 different uh, exactly. chat with website type apps and and you, we saw it, that right and it, it is the kind of thing where if you follow ai so plug to uh, subscribe to anita's newsletter prompt.io the prompt.io yeah. prompt, the prompt.io the prompt the prompt.io the yeah. prompt.io to follow ai it, you you do kind of start to develop these mental models in your head about okay yes. what's coming up what connecting it to potential use cases of of you know, what people could use. And that, that's exactly. how you're able to build at the, the forefront of these trends, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And like, there are tons of AI newsletter out there. <laughs> so I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of like a hypocrite when I talk like, don't build what else, everyone else is building. But I actually started my AI newsletter in November of last year with yeah. that avatar AI craze. And honestly, the goal was let's write about these things because it's so, so hard to follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So as I try to explain what's happening to me and as, as I do the research for me, I try to basically, you know, like summarize all of that for my readers and it's been doing great. I'm doing a really horrible job this last few months because I have a lot of no code work, but how I'm trying to position myself right now is just like, you know, you can find every other AI newsletter that's going to share the news that NVIDIA stocks raise 20% or mm. that Meta released this new AI tag. But what I feel people crave right now is what I just told you or what, what we spoke about, um, mm -hmm. the trends. What is available to me right now? What is the tech out there? And there is this creator, I forgot his name, but he's creating this like trends.vc. Like that's his yeah, newsletter. Drew, Drew Riley. Drew Riley, yes. yes. Like, I love that guy. So he yeah. basically takes a topic and he, he boils it down like these are the resources, these are the people to follow. So I feel like the prompt is gonna go down that way as soon as mm -hmm. I find the time to basically, you know, like shift the direction. But you know, like let's teach people, okay, who to follow, what to do, what are the resources, mm -hmm. what is important to think about right now. These are the con concepts or ideas that are floating on the market. Grab them, build something. Mm, I like that. That's a great way to differentiate from. Right, what everyone else is is doing in terms yeah. of sharing what's happened yesterday, yeah. type of thing. Um, exactly, yeah. and it's a bit more work, to be honest, yes. because you you yeah. need to understand the tech, which I do have that. But you know, like I need to get like a virtual assistant to help me write, you know, like more of the research and stuff, who to follow, do more research around right. these topics. But I feel like it's the best way that I could give more value to my audience right. than just share the news, like what what happened yesterday. Right. Yeah. Always harder yeah. to provide more, more work to provide more value usually. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so sure. so yeah. In, in terms of uh, voice pen, which is your, mm -hmm. your no code AI product, what is that? And, and how has that been going? And this could be um, yeah, helpful for people who are thinking about, okay, I want to build an AI product, but yeah. you know, it doesn't seem possible or, you know, what are the steps even to do it? Yeah. So we build voice pen with bubble 100%. Mm. Uh, and connected with OpenAI, obviously. Um, we use another provider, which is called Replicate for the Whisper yep. model, but I'm gonna take it slow, like step-by-step step what we actually do. So VoicePen basically takes an audio file or a voice memo, and it creates a blog post for you. Mm -hmm. So the tag that we use in the back is basically Whisper, which is an OpenAI model for transcription. It transcribes every audio file that we receive. And then based on that file, we do embeddings. And then based on the embeddings, we basically create a blog post based on the content that you provided us. So basically it's a great tool for uh, people who do podcasts. If you wanna do like improve your SEO game with written content, you can basically use our call today 
input it into VoicePen. And then VoicePen is going to also give you like topics because right now for a podcast, we mentioned no code, we mentioned AI, the future, right. the trends, and then it's going to outline the topics out of this audio for you. And then you can choose and mix and match topics to create your blog post. Mm. And you can like, you can create five blog posts from one audio file. So it can be trends in AI, trends in no code, Anita's mm. interview. It can be like different things or one thing together. And so, and yeah. Oh no, go, uh, how, how do you deal no, no, no. with the, um, the length? So, you know, this is a, let's say it's an hour podcast. The transcript is super long. Yeah. How do you deal with the, the current limits of like, cause you, cause, um, for anyone who isn't aware, you can only put so much text right now into an open AI, uh, API. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. So the token limits are in the biggest challenge for us as um, how long the audio is and the topics that are mentioned in the audio. Yeah. And, uh, usually like longer video, uh, videos or audio files, that means like higher in size as well, right. bigger in size. So right now whisper can handle up to hundred megabytes of files. So, and usually like two hour and more a long podcast, they, yeah. right. Could like be much, their size much longer. Yeah, especially exactly. a video, especially a video that could be especially a, a video. Gigabyte. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And we we currently don't have like those like conversion uh, features right. embedded in the product. So so right now people need to go and kind of export and then uh, I don't know like a video file into an MP3 or whatever. So it's a smaller size and stuff like that. So the biggest challenge for us is right now that part in terms of the token uh, token limits. So currently with ChatGPT we have around eight thousand tokens that we can use yep. in our prompts, but uh, that part, we're kind of making it easier because we use embeddings. Mm. So instead of splitting our transcript into chunks and then analyzing or kind of cutting it, making sure that every time yep. it's going to fit this context window, again, like we need to be careful whether it's going to hit that context window. But right. right now we know that we're only passing like very similar to um, you know the topic that the person chose in in the app, so it's not gonna be mm -hmm. us. Like if you choose a topic like AI from this podcast, I'm not gonna be like sending prompts to ChatGPT to check parts of this transcript. I'm just gonna be calling my embeddings, right? Like I'm just gonna be calling my vector database and say, okay, give me the top two vectors that are the closest to this topic. And then using that, create this, this path. So it's kind mm -hmm. of easier. You still need to be careful about the context plan, but yeah. embedding makes it much more easier. Yeah. That's a really creative way of, of solving that problem. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, it is easier. You still need to think like if it's a very long, yep. um, long conversation, like even when you pull back from the embeddings, like you still need to basically, you know, make it fit that 8k window otherwise right you know errors it, pop up yeah in the future i feel like the token limits are going to be like 100k and no it's not going to matter but right now it is true yeah true, but yeah i mean anthropic it's still right a cost now, issue is, but yeah the cost issue mm -hmm. exactly it's a cost issue not sure how that's going to develop not sure if we need bigger context lens maybe a bit bigger than what we have right now, but not 100K like Anthropic has. I don't know, maybe for yeah. use cases that I'm not familiar with, but um, we'll see. I don't know. Depends on the use case, yeah. I guess. Yeah, that that's that makes sense. That's cool. I'm I'm going to check out Voice Pen myself after the, the podcast because I, I mean, that it's a really great use case. I have tons of video that like um, to convert into blog posts. And I, I think the way you're doing yeah. it is really cool. One, my ultimate dream of like a tool would be taking like this video that we just created and then mm -hmm. like the tool just like finds the best parts of it, cuts it mm -hmm. up, puts it into a YouTube or like an Instagram reel or a TikTok video, right, adds right, the right, subtitles, right. like, and makes the blog posts, like everything, yeah. right? Which, and does everything for you. I know that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah, which one I know, day I, 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 I think is, is, <laughs> it's possible, right? It seems possible to like do those things. Um, yeah. 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 So honestly, right now for the prompt, I generate an automated podcast. From the prompt newsletter. 
Yeah. So, so how, how are you, are you doing that with kind of taking the newsletter turning it into a longer podcast and then using text to voice to, to create the, the so podcast? I actually yeah. use a tool for that. Like I can do it manually, but I don't want to, but I, I use a tool. So basically I take, so I write my, my newsletter and I send it usually like three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I write the newsletter and then I copy and paste the text from my newsletter Yeah. into this tool. Ah, what was the name? Wonder something. I'm going to send you the link. We can put it in okay. the show notes. Um, so I basically copied the text and I pasted it in this tool and the tool is amazing. You basically, you know, like just hit submit or whatever. And then you select voices and then you can also upload your own voice mm, Okay. if you yeah. want to. I did upload my own voice, but it didn't sound like me. So I don't know, maybe okay. it's the accent, maybe, you know, like they don't have enough data. I'm not sure, but I choose a male voice. And now on Twitter, I'm like, Mike, my co-pilot for podcasting, he's doing the podcast, right? And Mike, you know, is talking on the podcast. And basically what they do is they... They, they switch the narrating from conversational newsletter type to conversational podcast. Mm. And then Mike goes through that, you know, content and reads it out loud. I extract the video. This takes me like 10 minutes. Yeah. It should be more automated. Like I should hit send and then send it to right. all this podcast platform. But right now I just extract it, upload on Spotify and I have the podcast there. Yeah. That's it's, awesome. I don't know how I feel about it. It's nice to experiment. I always wanted to do something like you're doing right now, like to have my own podcast on AI because one, you know, it's always nice to talk with other creators yeah. Yeah. Uh, and people who are just building and doing amazing stuff. And then two, you get to learn so much from that, right? Like, yes, yeah. That's the best way to go. But, you know, like right now it's going to be what I write in the prompt. It's going to be narrated in the in the podcast and we can add the link as well for the podcast. It's also like sounding very realistic. Like mm -hmm. uh, Mike has the hums, the us, you know, like mm -hmm. he makes some pauses, like some parts are still artificial, but it's getting much better. And as we talked, you know, it's gonna be even more better in the next few months. Right, right. Are, are there any other tools, AI tools that you use that, you know, are, are cool that you'd recommend checking out? Oh, so I'm definitely, you know, like mid journey, yep. the regulars, I, I guess like those are the OGs. Yeah. I don't use that many like productivity AI tools because we don't have like a big team to manage. Right. Yeah. yeah. But I do build my own workflows with Zapier, OpenAI, like when I need like for, for processes to automate them yeah. and sometimes to write things. My newsletter, on the other hand, I do nothing like zero things to automate it zero right. and i sh i feel like i should be doing more but i'm kind of like constrained on deciding which parts i should automate because i don't want to automate you know my writing like i want to have my footprint in that newsletter but then there's some segments where i showcase new tools and stuff like that i might do some automations there yeah yeah i'm i'm still also thinking about like what are the like you know, what are the things that I do every day that, that could be automated mm -hmm. or kind of going through that process and kind of building more of like a, an yeah. assistant. Like I was thinking yeah. something that I was thinking about building for myself would be like an AI that looks at my calendar and then every morning like sends me like a summary of my day, summary. Um, which and I thought could be, could be kind of cool. Uh, the, the, yeah. the APIs for Google calendar were a little tricky. So that, mm. that made me, um, that slowed, slowed it down a little bit, but mm. yeah. So yeah, I, I think um, kind of thinking about what do you do every day and, and how can you use AI or, or no code, right. To automate it is, is yeah, uh, it's worth the time. It's hard. It can be hard to find that time for sure. Sometimes, which is the issue. Yeah. Um, but That's once, the biggest once you thing. invest in it, it's because it, it's, it's not, usually it's easier to do it. Than building it but once you build it it's you know that's that, that's the whole thing with developing so exactly yeah. yes um yes and, sure. and what what is the future of voice pen going to look like so you're releasing an update soon um yeah. yes yeah so at the time when you publish this post probably we're gonna be ready to ship a new version for voice pen uh it's gonna we're gonna give more credits for folks to utilize like audio and uh 
to blog post creation, but then we're gonna we're gonna provide more features around just recording yourself. Like sometimes you have you know a topic in mind that you wanna write about, and then you would just like talk about it. Like no code is the best thing ever. Let's yeah. write a blog post. Here are five reasons why, and then you're gonna record yourself, and then we're gonna create the blog post for you. So we're gonna have that feature, and then um, you know like much better look and feel. Um, many other you know like built-in features and probably you know right after you launch this podcast we're gonna have that ready for for, for folk, folks to try it out cool awesome so if you're listening to the yeah. podcast go to voicepen.ai and uh subscribe so then you'll get all the updates of when uh yes. when the the next version or maybe when you're listening to this by now it's already been released <laughs> yeah, totally or there. if you're listening a year after recording there could be a lot of new <laughs> features so check yeah. it out no matter what yeah Exactly. On on the text to, to voice, one something that just came into my mind was, mm -hmm. um, have you have you used Spotify's uh, AI DJ or have you seen that yet? I haven't. Yeah. I know about it, but I've never used it. Yeah. But I've used a similar tool before even Spotify announced it. Uh -huh. It's called like Playlist AI. It's from uh, this maker. He's a friend of mine on Twitter. He published it like, I think, two months before Spotify even shipped the DJ feature. Yeah. So again, the trends and what yep. you can build, right? Um, it's an, like, it, it worked really well. Like I, I selected Harry Styles, you know, like Taylor Swift, I'm a Swifty. So yeah. I just selected those, some, some uh, other topics. I don't know what were kind of like the settings. It worked really nice. It created a playlist for workouts, for work yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah, you know, something definitely that's going to develop. And for music in general, like personalized songs, right. still weird to think about it, but definitely possible. Yeah, to totally. And and um, so so one thing that is cool about the Spotify's AI DJ is they play songs, but then there's also an AI persona who comes on and mm. says like, Hey Seth, like hope you're having a great day. Like we're gonna start really? you off with some of your favorite songs from 2019, and nice. It has like this almost like personality, and they've they've created um so the D the DJ is called X, so his name is X, and he you know kind of talks nice. to you in between each each like set of songs, and mm -hmm. that that was it's just pretty cool how um you know it, I mean that's a perfect example of Spotify is just using they've trained a model on some sort of a you know voice nice. kind of adding that in um but but yeah that, that's great yeah yeah and i, I kind of thought ahead. about another thing that i think it's starting to be very interesting right now which is um you know ai trying to cure loneliness yeah that's a big one yeah yeah that's we'll a big one on yeah i think it's gonna be a really it's gonna have like a big market share Right. Um, I feel like th there is definitely a market right now. What I'm seeing is like, like there are two, 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 like really big players, uh, character AI, and yep. then the other one starting on R or something. Forgot the name. I can't think. Yeah. Character was the one that I was thinking of as well. Yeah. Yeah, so they, they basically create these characters that you can chat with, different personalities, behaviors, some fan fiction, some role playing, like everything that you can think of. Yeah. AI can think of as well, right? <laughs> so it basically yeah. thinks from us. Um, it learns from us. So it's, I feel like people are going to feel very weird about it, but they're going to accept it and they're going to just, be attached to it i don't know as everything in that direction like we do currently have like only fans and guess who were the first you know users of this technology like we have that influencer that made 74k yeah from making her own chat where you could pay like one dollar to chat for i don't know how many minutes with her yeah that, that's definitely gonna be something because you automate the whole thing you go through the learning process once and then everyone can chat with you for a dollar. Like, yeah, it's crazy. And and yeah, yeah the, where was I going to go? Um, <laughs> yeah, no, and char character AI, I've played around with it 
and mm -hmm. I played around with like the the like life coach um oh, yeah. persona and it's it's actually like pretty good it's kind of crazy like even it is. If it's not <laughs> you know as good as talking to a real person or maybe it yeah. is but it's more so like you know you know you're not talking to a real person so so there there is something to some expectations are set to a, a real yeah. person kind of like when you play video games like if you play online like you kind of know the difference between playing a computer and playing someone online even though yeah. you don't see them but you know like there's a different feeling when you you're could feel playing it playing a real person so yeah. even if it's psychological right like like it's a placebo like you just know or, or don't know but yeah I, I think tools like that um are and I think people are going to have an understanding that look it is AI like you know take everything with with a grain of salt that it's, it's you know yeah. a little bit of caution but uh it, yeah I think for helping people think through things that they're struggling with or or ideas yeah. or brainstorming or all of these things it's it's like having this assistant in your head that can help you with it and I, I agree exactly with the loneliness it's going to be super interesting to see how how it kind of plays out um hopefully it can help with that right because it's a huge issue um but yeah 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 for sure I agree it's definitely something that like for example I'm looking at a lot of SEO data and Google trends and what people are searching for mm. like the biggest searches are in that direction like tutoring, coaching, like, um, you know, dating, stuff like that. Like those yeah. are the key terms that are popping on Google right now. Mm, yeah. That's another, yeah. another definitely good trend for, for AI products like coaches Yeah, that, that yeah. you know, your, if your product is built around that in that niche, that, that could be really interesting as well. Totally. Yeah, exactly. Is there anything else you want to share about, um, what you're building, where people can find you, anything like that? Everyone can find me on Twitter. Like that's where I am. You know, like uh, we can include my handle. It's my first name, last name, Anita Kirkovska. You know, find me there. Um, usually, you know, like everything that I learn about AI, about no code, everything that I build, that I share, I share a lot of resources as well, like how to build easier. Marina as well, my co-founder, she shares more like on the no code side of things, like how to build this. Like she has some smart workarounds in Bubble as well. Like yeah. I'm going to be more on the AI side, like how to build your vector database or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you can find me there. If you have any questions, if you're building with bubble, you know, just ping me. I'm there. I respond to every message that I receive. So yeah. Cool. Thank you so much for coming on. This was a really uh, cool and interesting conversation. I learned a lot about AI and different trends and ideas. So hopefully anyone listening did as well. And make sure to check out voice10.ai to turn videos into blog posts. Check out theprompt.io to learn more about AI and trends and, and kind of what's coming next in AI. So thanks awesome. so much. For Thank you so, so much. Yeah. Thank you too.